But that's also why I'm accepted in the Asian community as a certified Filipino. And I'm proud of that. You can't join this distinguished society if you're good at gambling. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Jeremiah, and I'm back for a sixth time. Because like I said before, six comes after five, after four, after three, after two, after one, and I've done all of those. (laughs) Bet y'all didn't know you were going to tune in today and learn how to count the six. Surprise! (laughs) Anyway, I'm fucking around. I've got this this new pop filter. Pop, pop, pop. I don't know if it works, but uh, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of other people who are doing a lot of cool shit, and they all have one. So I figured, should my content ever fail, at least I got this dope-ass pop filter to make me look like I know what I'm doing, which, now that I'm thinking it out loud, doesn't really matter, because I don't have video on this podcast, so you can't see what I'm doing. You could just hear how terrible this is, or great. Or great. I've done some things in the past that I thought were pretty bad, and uh, they worked out great. I've also thought that I've uh, done some pretty cool stuff in the past, and uh, (laughs) not so much. Where was I? Getting sidetracked here. Oh, so anyway, I should thank everybody for joining me today because, like I said, we are six episodes into the Kind of Kidding podcast, and we have a chance to to do this once again and and put out some some messages put out some some jokes talk some shit some of it's funny some of it's not and the people who don't think it's funny they don't have a sense of humor so fuck them anyway right <laughs> just kidding but yeah i got a got a lot of great feedback from episode 5 if you guys have uh listened to it you'll know that that's the one i did with uh, my buddy jason rody he is a Paralympic medalist, inspiration to a lot of folks. He has had cerebral palsy his whole life and has somehow found a way to, I guess I'll use the word overcome it, if that's a proper way to describe where he's at right now in his life. I hope everyone gives him a, a follow or at least checks out his pages, goes to his web website, um, just Take everything that we do or everything that I do on this podcast at face value. Um, I like to say this is all just for entertainment, but if I'm being honest, I'm really entertaining myself and hoping you guys get something out of it. A few people texted me and said, hey, this is pretty cool. I go to I go to the gym and want to give up. And then I listen to this episode and I just can't give up. I got to keep going considering what this guy has been through and it could be as easy as I want. I don't want to wake up in the morning and go to work. And then you find out that there's someone like Jason who can't get the job that you're going to go to work that day, you know? So I don't know. I, I have a habit of getting into my my feelers. I'm getting into my soapbox and turning things into something you didn't expect. So I wanted to get that out there and just thank you all for coming back. But episode six, let's... uh what do they call it in the industry? Um, let's reel it back in, turn it around. Uh, episode one was 
just to get my nerves out, called some people, asked for some advice on some uh, on on what they're asked for their opinions on how they how they would name my podcast. Episode two uh, gave you a story about how I was terrified of girls. <laughs> Episode three, I think that was the one where I uh, told you about the biggest life lesson I ever had about showing up for people and recognizing real friends and, and things like that. Gave you a story about a uh, little Jeremiah not having anyone come to his birthday party. So sad. Right, and then four was an interview with my brother after he got out of prison, nine and a half years. And uh, episode five was the one with my buddy Jason, Cerebral Palsy and and Paralympic Gold. Uh, so I think we're moving in the right direction, but I wanted to step away from interviews for at least one episode, maybe two. Um, I wanted to get into some interactive things with with folks like you who are tuning in every week to listen. Uh, so I put on a, or I put up a, um, a poll. Is that what it is? No, no, not a poll. Um, a, a post with a little box for questions, and I wanted you to give me a, anonymous questions. So I don't know who these questions are from, and I was going to answer most of them, hopefully on, on this episode. I thought it'd be kind of fun to be surprised by some things and answer them honestly without fear of knowing who's asking the questions. So let's dive into that, shall we? Let me let me see what I got here. First question. Why didn't you call a woman for podcast name ideas? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Straight for the jugular. For the first question. Well, um, let's just Go back to episode two. Women scare me. <laughs> I'm not prepared for you guys. You're too smart for me. You're too snappy. Yeah. You dig deep. You got nails. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be helpful or if it was going to be too much criticism. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I uh, I don't know. I didn't call any girls because the first four people that I thought of were a couple guys that I've spent, you know, most of the last 10-ish years. I don't know. I actually maybe a little longer than that. Just cruising around town. I felt like they knew me the best. Um, and then the other the other couple guys, I, I think they were they were just I, I knew that they were really behind what I was doing. They were vested in my process and just wanted to include them. You know, I mean, obviously I probably could have called 10, 12, 14 people, but the episode would have been way too long. And I felt that my first episode being released shouldn't be that long, just in case it wasn't a good one. <laughs> didn't want, uh, didn't want anybody closing off their ears too soon if you're gonna quit on me i want you to quit out of me a lot later than episode one i was thinking about calling my sister my sister is a brilliant woman she knows me probably better than anyone on the planet the the real me yeah she she knows me the best she knows what gets me ticking she knows what 
ticks me off. She knows what makes me happy. She's probably the one person on the planet that can put me through all stages of every emotion in five minutes. And that's <laughs> that's an accomplishment on its own right. But I didn't. I, I chose to call four buddies really for fear of the episodes being too long. As corny as that sounds. And I wanted to save her for an interview later. I have some plans to talk about Jeremiah's childhood. And because I lived in Europe for so long and didn't have too many friends because none of them spoke our language, my sister happened to be my best friend practically my whole life. So I wanted to make a special episode where it's just her and I, and we just talk about us as kids. And hopefully either you, hopefully you laugh at it. Or you report my parents for raising ridiculous, idiotic kids that tried to kill each other every time we had the opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, why didn't I call any women? It was just by chance. I didn't do it on purpose. It's a little harder than I thought it was going to be, guys. I, I, I tried not to read some of these questions because I didn't want to prepare for them. I wanted them to be open and honest. But now I kind of feel like I should have... <laughs> I should have prepped myself so I don't say anything dumb. I'm scared. Oh, here's an easy one. Do you have pets? I do. My kids are about to grow. Wait, pets. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck it. Pets, yes. I have a I have a hundred and eleven pound European Doberman. He's a red Doberman. He is from Serbia. He's a monster, guys. He's big. There's two types of Dobermans. There's an American Doberman and a European Doberman. The American Doberman is the is the Doberman picture you've probably seen in all the movies in the 90s. Um, they're skinny, sleek, very pretty. They 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 were show dogs. They were bred for you know living in smaller like apartments or homes that didn't have a lot of land. They're 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 just a smaller dog. Uh, but you wouldn't know that unless you compared it to a European Doberman. So if you want, go ahead and do a quick Google search, American Doberman versus European Doberman, and you'll see right away the differences. The American Doberman smaller. European Doberman is massive, big blocky head, looks like a dork, but he's awesome. I do have a smaller Manchester Terrier. He runs the house. He's a dick. But we love them. <laughs> um, I'll probably put up some pictures of my dogs on my Instagram at kinda.kidding.podcast. Check me out. I'll put that up there for you guys. I had another dog. I, I, oh, I'm going to cry. I had another dog. His name was Trayson. He was a Labrador, uh, a Pointer Lab. Best dog I think anyone could have ever had he was amazing he passed away a little while ago a couple years ago he passed away had cancer 12 years old uh that dog got me through everything um years and years and years ago i i had a, a, a dog that passed away on me and i was devastated went through all the stages of uh self-loathing and sadness and borderline depression. I don't want to say, I don't want to say depression, but it was pretty close. I I've, I've battled 
my own stints of depression. And, and as sad as that was, I wouldn't say it was quite what we would classify depression. It was just really sad. And I said I'd never own another dog. And I got Trayson afterwards. And I was the best thing a boy could have had for 12 years. Uh, got me through my lowest of lows and enjoyed the highest of highs. And, you know, when I say low lows, I mean lowest of lows. Sleeping on couches at friends' house, not having a dime to my name. It was rough and rough, rough, rough. <laughs> and uh, then I bounced back, got everything back that I had lost. And, um, you know, once I was on my feet and didn't have any real quote unquote worries anymore, he passed on me. And I, I took that as a sign of, hey, I, I got you through the hardest time of your life. You're going to be OK. It's time for me to go do this for someone else. And. I think that's awesome. And I know that's not what you wanted to hear when you said, do you have any pets? You wanted me to just say, yes, two dogs, a bird, and a baby chimpanzee. But I guess sidetracked because you know my brain. Let's see here. Do you guys like this pop filter? I feel like I'm, it's it's making me, am I talking weird? Like if you went back and listened to my other episodes, am I, do I sound different? I played this back when I was testing the volume and I sounded like a radio host and I thought that was really cool, but then as I'm talking, I feel like my voice is changing, and I keep bumping it with my nose, my little Filipino nose. Okay, anyway, next question. Let's see. What made you decide to do a podcast? Uh, I think I answered this one. Well, I didn't answer the question, but I made some statements as to why I did a podcast in my first episode, and it really centered around, I have this underlying need or want to be helpful, I think. And I'm not saying like, call me and I'll come over with my screwdriver and I'll, I'll help you put up some pictures. Um, however, I will do that too. <laughs> it's, um, and please, if you have anything in your home that you need leveled, you have to call me. It is a requirement as your friend that you call me if you need to level things. That is my thing. That is what Jeremiah does. I level the fuck out of shit. It is. I'm a fucking surgeon with the level. You, MacGyver, fuck you. I am the shit. I am MacGyver-Jeremiah. <laughs> I'll edit that out and come up with a cooler name later. Uh, where, where was I? Again? Oh, what made me do a podcast? You know, I, wanna, I just want messages out there. I want content to just... I want to throw it out there. I want you to grab what you need. Uh, I want a joke I tell to make you laugh. I want a story I tell to, to make you smile. If you can giggle a little, that's an accomplishment for me. But I also want to introduce you to thoughts and, and, and I, I want you to experience things in your, in your mind that maybe you didn't know you wanted to experience or I, I, I want you to go on some kind of journey of realization. And that's what my last two episodes were. I mean, you know, listen to a guy that got out of prison and talk about how going in was, you know, he didn't want to, but it was probably the best thing for him. And listen to a guy with cerebral palsy who you would said, hey, look at this guy with his messed up leg and messed up arm. He'll never amount to anything. And he's done more than probably you and I will ever do. And, and he's not done. So get these thoughts moving and introduce you to a different side of your of your consciousness if that's a good way to describe it 
And, you know, also, I, I like to talk. I like to hear myself talk. I was going to name my podcast, I Like the Sound of My Voice, but the Instagram handle was way too long. It wouldn't fit on the screen. So <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's keep going. What's this one? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I'll do that one in a minute. No, actually, you know what? Let's do this one. What's the worst advice you've ever given? Oh, fuck. All right. Well, I'm going to get comfortable for this one. I've, uh, I've always stood by the notion that you should always be careful of the advice given by those who have not lived your situation. You know, for, you know, you, you probably wouldn't go to a, a three time divorcee and ask how to save your marriage. I mean, I wouldn't think that you would seek out people who aren't in your situation for advice on how to overcome your situation. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's not a good example. Maybe like, would you, 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 you might not seek advice on, on how to get out of debt from a trust fund baby who's never had to look at a price tag in their life. You know, like they're not in debt. They've never been in debt. They probably will never go into debt. So why ask this person how to manage debt? You know, you, you, you know what I mean? Don't seek advice on dating from someone who met their partner at 16 years old and, and has never spent one day apart. It's just not common to get great advice from people who have never had to experience whatever it is that you're struggling with. So I would probably say the worst advice I've ever given is probably any advice I've given to someone in which I haven't lived that situation. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to turn you away. You know, if you said, hey, Jeremiah, you know, what's your what's your advice on this? I'm going to provide you some sort of help, I think, or I want to help you. But I haven't experienced everything like every single scenario this world has to offer. I haven't experienced. So I don't want to say, oh, I don't know. I've never uh, never experienced that. So go ask someone else. Goodbye. I'm, I'm, I want to coach you through some thought processes. I'm trying to remember if I had it. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Did I block out any of my bad advice stories because <laughs> they were just that bad? I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I, I try to remember this when people ask for my opinion or seek me out for guidance. All I can do is be honest and say, hey, I've never dealt with that before. But but if it was me, I think I would do X, Y, Z. And try to put myself in your position and try to feel your situation and say, if I was living this situation, how would I respond knowing me? And, and, and that's where I would go with that. But if you're looking for specifics, I guess my worst advice I've ever given would probably have to be sports betting advice. <laughs> I'm an incredibly unlucky sports better. Uh, not all the time, just most of the time, but that's probably because my, um, my eyes see the potential in people and, and I see what they're capable of. And as a sports better, you need to, you need to have eyes for what they actually are fucking doing. Um, seriously, it's crazy. I, I, I could have the crystal ball and still not trust it. I can have. A, a, a sports almanac like in back to the future it goes in the future 
grabs the sports almanac, comes back and starts betting on whatever. I, I can have I can have the blueprint that says this team will win and I will not trust it. Seriously, I have trust. I'm, I have trust issues. And not trust issues like you've been burned a lot in the past, so you don't trust people. I'm talking like I go to the grocery store and open up the carton of eggs and I turn every single I check every single one of those 18 eggs to make sure there's no cracks in it. Because in the past, I've gone home, opened up my egg carton and had a busted egg. And you told me to trust that every egg in here was good. So. Fuck you. I have trust issues. <laughs> Fucking eggs. God, where the fuck? Where am I talking about? Where did I go? What am I doing? Anyway, um, for example, I'll see a guy like, let's say, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. I'll see I'll see him and and and, and see that on paper he's 10 and 0 against the team. And his quarterback rating is through the roof the last five games. And the Cowboys are number one in the league right now and playing the the last place team. And that last place team is using their third string quarterback. And that last place team has a sick running back. So they don't even have one worth of shit right now. And, and that same team that's about to play the Cowboys also just fired their coach. And their assistant coach, who's supposed to step in, just found out that his wife is sleeping with the athletic trainer's sister's brother. And so there's drama there. And it's a whole thing. (laughs) And I'll still bet against the Cowboys. I'll still bet on this team that's not supposed to do shit. Why? I don't know. I don't trust that Dak Prescott's sleep number is going to help him in the next game. I I, I don't know. And this isn't about Dak Prescott. This is. I guess what I'm saying is I bet with my heart and that's the problem here because the heart don't know a damn thing about analytics. (laughs) The heart doesn't know shit about math. It doesn't understand probability. It just says blue star Dallas Cowboys. Fuck no bet against them. And therein lies my debt problem. So if you're getting anything from this right now, don't call me to ask who's going to win the next game. Because I'll fuck it up. But that's also why I'm accepted in the Asian community as a certified Filipino. And I'm proud of that. You can't join this distinguished society if you're good at gambling. There's not one Filipino in this world that is a great gambler. Now, they might have won a big bet. They might have threw a few hundred dollars down on an underdog and struck big. And now they got a chunk of cash on that bet. But I guarantee you. That chunk of cash that they just won is probably gone because they made 300 other small bets on things that they don't understand and lost. But like I said, you can't join this distinguished society if you're good at gambling. The true sign of a Filipino is being prone to betting on everything, losing more than you win, blaming the refs for the loss. And being able to identify jasmine rice at any restaurant, regardless of the lies that they tell you on the menu. <laughs> that's, that's our superpower. Fuck Superman. This is the island way. <laughs> oh, I really hope this question is not from someone I had, I had given bad advice to. That would really suck. If it is, I hope whatever I said did not make things worse. 
or get you in a bigger jam than you had before. Just know that whatever I said to you came from a place of love. <sighs> now I'm nervous. Got the back of my knees sweating. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hope I'm not ruining lives here. Um, let's let's move on to the different question because I'm starting to feel some guilt creeping in. All right. Um, next one. When was the last time you lied? Jesus, are you guys even my fucking friends? What is going on with these questions? Oh, bad advice. Hey, when's the last time you gave bad advice? You gave bad advice to me. Fuck my life up. Hey, when's the last time you lied? I'm asking you this question because I know you lied to me. Is is that where we're at in our relationship here? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, okay. Um, last time I lied. Well, I don't make it a habit of lying. I, I actually, <clears throat> I actually don't like liars. I, I would say I lied. I guess we have to determine what is a lie. If it is just not the truth, then I mean, shit, I guess that happens quite often. But is it a lie as in, um, you know, do you like these shoes? And I say yes, when I really I don't. But I'm telling you yes, because if you know that I like it, then you'll wear them and we can just go. <laughs> if you say, do these earrings look good on me or does this hat look nice on me? Am I lying if I tell you yes, because it doesn't look bad? Like, I don't know. I don't know. If you wear an L.A. Dodgers hat and you say, do you like this hat? Does it look good? That's a hard question because it does look good, but I don't like the hat. So I might lie to you and tell you that it doesn't look good simply because I don't want you to wear the fucking Dodger hat. <laughs> Is that a lie? I don't know. Maybe. But on the serious notes of lying, I, it's, I don't know, I, I, I want to say it's been a while since I lied. I, I, like to, I like to be honest. I like to shoot it straight. <clears throat> I lose a lot of friends because I'm a straight shooter. I say some things that people don't agree with because I don't want you, I don't want to paint a picture of myself that's not there. I don't want to, in your eyes, I don't want to be a falsehood. I don't want to, I don't want to be something that I'm not. I'd rather you not enjoy what I am than love something that I'm not. So if this question came from someone that feels I lied to them, if you're comfortable with it, I I just text me and say, hey, bro, or hey, asshole, I know you ate the last cookie and said it wasn't you. Like I I want I, I'd like to know, so I could tell you sorry if I lied. Now lying to my kids, fuck every day, all the time. I think you're not a good parent if you don't lie to your kids. <laughs> Dad, where are you going? Nowhere. That's a lie. Dad, what are we doing tomorrow? I'm not sure. That's a lie. I'm not telling your ass because I don't want your fucking opinion. <laughs> I will be honest with you right now in this very second. When was the last time I lied? I don't know. But it's not often. And I don't think it's to people who are coming to me with a genuine intention. I've lied to myself often. However, I've looked myself in the mirror and told myself lies to make myself feel better. But I know I'm doing it too. You know, like 
you know, hey, Jeremiah, no one notices the mole on the side of your face. It's very small. It actually adds to your profile. I say shit like that. Or, hey, you're not that big. It's okay. You carry that weight well. I say that. So, yes, I guess I am a liar to myself. But I like to think I'm not a liar to you. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, Do you guys even like me? Where are these questions coming from? All right. Well, uh, here's a good one. Um, And it's a good one because I feel like this is one of the most relevant questions someone could ask. Um, It's how do you stay positive when the world around you is so fucking twisted? How do you keep your kids positive and looking towards good in the future when the world is literally falling apart? That's a great question. And the only way I can answer this question is to understand history. I'm super big on history and I'm big on learning from the past. And what I've learned through all these years of studying the past and and hoping for better things in the future is at some point in time, a generation or two or three before us, they also thought the world was falling apart. They had to deal with a world war, uh, the Vietnam, uh, Korea. There's so much going on in the world. The, The Soviets So much was happening, and they too thought, this world is fucked. My kids are not going to have a future. And then we see our parents, the baby boomers, or, or even yourselves, how successful you might be doing. And you, it's natural to fear that your kids aren't going to have the same opportunities. But it's also unfair to assume that they're not going to have better opportunities. So realistically, I don't know how to actually answer that question other than to say, you just keep hope alive. And if you think there's a mistake about to be made, you coach, you mentor, you provide knowledge to your children and how to combat these so-called mistakes that might be leading them down a path that you think could make this world worse. On a dumb, real simplistic way, Before these phones existed and before Instagram was a thing or social media was a thing, I was telling my kids right now, man, these devices are ruining your life. When I was a kid, blah, 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 blah. When my parents were younger, X, Y, Z. And and that's unfair because these kids today have opportunities and resources that you and I and our parents didn't have. And we don't know how this is going to transpire. As far as the world falling apart thing. Just keep faith alive. If it's going to end, it's going to end. You yourself can't control that. But as a as a body of people, maybe we can do something together. I don't know that answer. But you'll drive yourself fucking nuts trying to fix it. So what I think you should do is make today a great one for your kid and make tomorrow a better one for your kid. So when they're old enough to make their own decisions, they're living each day to its full potential. Maybe that turns this world around. Um, Hopefully that was a good answer. I don't know. But I'm trying my best here. And uh, I think if you try your best, there's nothing to be worried about. Uh, Another question. What would you do if you found out your teenager gave into peer pressure and drank 
quote-unquote Gatorade at school and admitted to it eventually after the word got out. Ooh, um, well, I did deal with a situation not similar to this, but one where my child did something that I did not approve of, found out about it, and then we were forced to face the music. And I believe the best way to handle that is to look each other in the eyes and have the honest conversation as to why. Why did you do it? Do you feel better after you did it? Was it worth this conversation that we're having now? And what are we going to learn from it? And what do we do tomorrow? As far as admitting it after the word got out, and I want to be the super dad and be like, oh my God. I can't believe you lied. And, you know, the only reason you told me is because we found out. But realistically, you were there. I was there. I mean, you're still doing shit right now that you're not admitting to because no one found out about it. The only difference is, is your role as a parent is to help these children not fail. And I think we or I, I'll just say I, I take it personally when my kids do things that I don't approve of and I find out about it. I take it personally and and I and I treat it in my own head as an indictment on me as a father and how I might have failed which I don't think is fair but it's normal. I feel that the admitting to it part is great. I I think in a weird way it shows that this this kid is willing to accept the responsibility of their actions even though it's only because their actions have now be have come to light. I think we'd have a bigger problem if everyone knew what happened and they continued to lie and continued to lie and continue to dig a hole. I think therein lies a bigger problem. I also kind of believe that you can't learn from mistakes unless you make mistakes. And hopefully they're not mistakes you can't come back from. So I don't want to get too into the personal situations because I do think there is some value to personal life and I know I do a podcast and I want to be open and honest, but there are some things that you just don't share. So the specifics of how I dealt with things that I was dealing with, I, I can't or I, I don't want to, to, you know, out of respect for my family, I don't want to put too much out there. But I will tell you that uh, most everything in life can be forgiven and they can stay forgiven if the lesson is learned. As cheesy as that sounds, fuck it up, make it right. And learn from it. Um, I hope I'm not bad at this, but I, I love you guys and I, I want to do right by you. But um, yeah, it's a hard one. All right, let's do one more. What is your favorite sport? Oh, I like that one. My favorite sport to watch is the one I've never actually played. That's wild, right? I absolutely love Carolina Hurricane hockey. Um, it's it's a fucking rush. Hockey in general is a rush. I mean, I don't even know how to really explain it, but I've been to a couple Carolina Hurricane games um, in in Raleigh, North Carolina, and and they are an absolute spectacle. I mean, NHL hockey games, they're events in its own right. Not just a game. It's an it's an event. It's a show. Um, from the 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 PA, the sound effects, the just the environment itself, the the lights, the music. I mean, the actual game is awesome, but you know everything going on around you elevates that experience. Uh, people knock hockey because most of them 
I guess don't understand the rules. And it's it, it looks a lot like ten guys just slapping pucks and, and stopping over and over and over. But the motions, the the set plays, the the physicality, the chirping, all that, the it, it's fucking great. It if you're asking me why hockey, I I guess I'd like most things in my life, I'd have to say it's my dad. You know, my my pops loves hockey almost more than he loves me. I mean, it, it goes it goes my mom, me, hockey, then my sister. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jess. I love you. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> kind of. I've I've always said my best friend was my dad and I enjoy, you know, bonding over sports with him. Uh, we, we get on the phone and, and text or, or talk almost an entire game away. It's literally my favorite thing to do. Games on, sit on the couch, grab my phone. This is going to be a father son thing for the next couple hours, you know? So I may have not gotten into hockey if it wasn't for him, because I was like a lot of you, like, I don't know the rules. I never played. I, I don't care. But because it was so important to him, I figured it out. And it's. It's fucking awesome. Um, I mean, the same goes for baseball. I mean, I said that hockey is my favorite sport to watch, uh, but Atlanta Braves baseball is probably a close second, if not tied for that top spot. I I follow baseball like obsessively um because it's one it's the one sport that that i was probably best at as a kid uh, before my dad got into hockey 20 ish years ago uh i think uh we occupied our free time watching braves baseball on on tbs you know daily we would scramble to catch a game on the tv or on the radio yeah and yes i did say radio uh you, you didn't mishear that uh, every, every day there's a, there's a baseball game. Um, even to this day, I'll catch probably over, I don't know, uh, a hundred of the 162 games in the season. I mean, I probably won't watch it from first pitch to last pitch, but I'm catching the game somehow. And, uh, yeah, I know obsessed, right? They, they should, they, they should pay me. <laughs> They need to write me a check. Atlanta Braves baseball. Dear Atlanta Braves, you owe me money. You know, write me a check. I'm basically crushing your ratings. I'm increasing your team value year on end. If it wasn't for me, I, I, mean, I don't know how you survive in the Major League Baseball, you know? I know, I know. World Series, cool. You're champions, Hall of Famers. 14 consecutive years of division. I get all that, but, but what about now? What about right now? Who's thinking about you in this second? Me. So sponsor my podcast. That's all I ask. What I'm saying is emotionally, I feel connected to baseball more than anything. And because of that, I pay a ton of attention to it. And because I can't play baseball anymore, I have gravitated to the wonderful sport of softball. That is realistically 
where I'm at in my life. There's a lot of guys who played Division One baseball, you know, had dreams of of going pro, you know, caught an injury, or it didn't just it didn't work out. So they're over here playing rec league softball, and they're killing it. And then there's guys like me who just don't like the gym and figure if I can get out there for an hour and a half with a bunch of knuckleheads and play softball, I can call that exercise. And then I can feel good about myself. And then I can blame everyone else for the reason I don't lose weight and not me. <laughs> so going back to that first question or that, that one question about the worst advice I've ever given, um, my worst advice would probably be telling somebody not to go to the gym and uh, only play softball for an hour and a half because it counts just the same. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, um, geez. I, for, uh, let me just thank everybody for sending in some questions. I, I know people post on Instagram or TikTok and they, they ask a lot of us as friends and followers to do things for them. And I'm no different. I, I it's, I'm not going to lie, guys. It's hard to sit in a room and talk to yourself for 45 minutes to an hour. If you were a fly on this wall, you, you'd think I'm a fucking lunatic. But if it's not hard, it's not worth it. And I'll get better. I just wanted to thank you for helping me with this episode. If you have ideas for how to make a future episode interesting if there's something that you're you know curious about i hope i've put it out there enough times that i'm open to a lot i mean i'm not going to embarrass my family for the sake of laughs but uh i'll embarrass everyone else <laughs> um speaking of family fuck real quick before i end this I know that I make jokes about my friends and, you know, I, I told you before, if I don't call you a piece of shit, then I don't love you. <clears throat> but I have to call myself a piece of shit right now. My daughter and I are driving. Uh, we're driving home from somewhere and the light, you know, the, the, the light's red. We're sitting at the stoplight, waiting, waiting, waiting. The light turns green and we start to go. And as we start to, to go, this guy walks across the street with, I have the green light. He has the, the red stop walk, you know, sign. And he just, he just crosses the street and I don't yell at him, but I verbalize within my car with my daughter. I said, come on, man, pay attention. What are you doing? You need to focus. The fuck is wrong with you? And he looks over at me and I just kind of stare at him. I don't make him feel uncomfortable. I just look at him like, all right, come on, dude, go hurry. Gosh. And then we start to drive off. And then I look over to my right and my daughter and I both look at him, walk into this building and she looks at me and she goes, dad. And I said, what? He goes, she goes, he walked into uh a focus intensive training building. <laughs> and I said, God damn it, Jeremiah, the dude is going to a class to work on focusing 
and you're trashing him for not being able to focus. At least he's getting help. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Speaking of my daughter and my uh, terrible betting ability, <laughs> we were at a softball game <clears throat> over the weekend, and I don't know if she baited me into this or if I somehow got myself into a terrible betting scenario, but uh, we're sitting there watching the game and she goes, I want him to hit a home run. And my dumbass says, I bet they won't. <laughs> and she goes, Oh, $5 they do. And I said, Oh, huh, easy money. So I bet her $5 that they wouldn't hit a home run. And then I went to the bathroom and came back. And as I'm walking back up the bleachers, they smack a home run. She looks me dead in my eyes and knows that she just won $5. Well, I can't let it go. So now I got to try to find a way to get my $5 back. So I start making other bets and, you know, it's just a whole rabbit hole of emotions. Why am I betting with a 13-year-old? I don't know. They're, they're family bets, so, you know, anyone who's in the legal realm, go fuck yourself. This is all for fun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's just say I'm in debt to my kiddo, and she won't let me forget it. So, if you guys have all filed your taxes and gotten a pretty good return, if you could go ahead and um, send me a Venmo at that guy jmi or uh you know zeal me that's cool too if you got my phone number if you need any 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 information whatsoever to throw me money so i could pay off this debt that would be great uh side note don't go anywhere with my kid where there's an opportunity to bet on something because she now thinks she's good at it uh and I can't wait for her to realize that she has the Filipino gene and she will lose. <laughs> I just don't want it to be while I have to pay her debts. Okay, cool. Well, that's the podcast, everybody. Um, thank you for tuning in. Please keep rating, keep reviewing, keep messaging me, keep texting me. This motivation is, is, is incredible. It's impossible for me to, um, so thank you enough, uh, but I'm going to try to do that every week. So once again, thank you for tuning in. This is Kind of Kidding. I'm the Jeremiah, and I love y'all.